I feel like I should share with you from the book of Matthew, chapter 6. And Jesus is, uh, this is a Sermon on the Mount where he is, um, I just remember, I had, a, I had a memory hit me. Uh, I remember a bunch of young teenagers at the beach <laughs> and we we're all sitting around in a sand dune and there was, and we weren't behaving, but there was a guy convicted of sin and I knew the gospel. So I told him, you know, and he was asking all these questions. And when we got up, my other friend said, Sermon on the Mount. Well, anyway, <clears throat> so here's Matthew chapter 6. We're going to read verses 31 through 34. And it says, Therefore, do not be anxious, saying, What shall we eat? Or what shall we drink? Or what shall we wear? For the Gentiles seek after all these things. And your heavenly Father knows that you need them all. But seek first the kingdom of God and His righteousness and all these things will be added to you. Therefore, do not be anxious about tomorrow. For tomorrow will be, will be anxious for itself. Sufficient for the day is its own trouble. Let's pray. Father, we thank You for Your Word that You give us. It's a lamp to our feet, Lord, a light to our path. And uh, we don't have to stumble in darkness as we journey through this world. Uh, Lord, we can walk according to Your Word. And we just pray, Holy Spirit, open our eyes, teach us, convict us. And uh, we just thank You for this gathering of believers, of people, Lord. We gather in Your name. And Lord, God, our hearts are open to receive from You. Lord, let Your kingdom come. Your will be done. In Jesus' name, God's people said, Amen. Amen. So this uh, scripture here, it's a priority with a promise. And the, uh, the number one priority for all of us is seek ye first the kingdom of God and His righteousness. And the promise is if we do number one, God's going to do number two. He will all these things that the Gentiles seek after all these things will be added to us food drink and clothing um, and the result is stress-free living you don't have to worry how many worry sometimes about where your groceries are going to come from how you're going to pay your bills how you can buy some new clothes uh, how you're going to pay for your house or pay your rent well, all those things really do um, put fear on us sometimes, don't they? And God wants us to see that um, He loves us and He cares for us and He wants to provide for us. There's some things I notice about this Scripture too. Gentiles. When He makes a reference to the Gentiles, He's not just talking about the other people than the Jews, but He's talking about pagans. He's talking about heathens. They don't know God. They don't know the will of God. The Word of God has not been brought to them. But he says um, that they're the ones who seek all of these things. But what does he tell us to do? Seek first the kingdom of God and His righteousness. Um, also, the other thing I notice here is 
heavenly, our heavenly Father, He knows that that you and me need all of these things: food, clothing, shelter. He knows it. Say thank you, Lord, that you know that. <laughs> and He tells us the birds of the air. Now we didn't read this, but it's right up above it. Verse 27, he says, uh, The birds of the air, they neither sow nor reap or gather into the barn, yet our heavenly Father feeds them. Um, now you're going to get the idea, well, maybe what I need to do then is go join a monastery and just seek the kingdom of God. I don't have to work. I don't have to do anything. You know, just seek God. He's going to provide for me. Well, the birds of the air, they don't just sit in their nest, do they? They go out there early. The early bird gets the worm. You ever heard that one? They're out there. But who feeds them? God has provided it for them. There's a meal. All right? <clears throat> the lilies of the field, he mentions. They neither toil nor spin, yet Solomon, in all of his glory, King Solomon, in all of his glory, he, he was not arrayed like one of them. But Jesus says, if God so clothes the grass of the field, which today is alive and tomorrow is thrown into the oven, will he not much more clothe you? Are you not of more value than they? And which of you, by being anxious, can add a single hour to his span of life? Worrying does not solve any of your problems, right? So God takes care of his creation. He's going to take care of you because you are made in his image. When he looks at you, he sees his son, his daughter, right? Now, if we're supposed to seek the kingdom of God first, what is the kingdom of God? <clears throat> well, I want to tell you the king, God's kingdom is spiritual. It's not of this world system. And um, now God is the ruler of everything. He's sovereign. He's in control of his universe and of his earth. The earth is the Lord's, the fullness thereof. <clears throat> Man's just kind of messed it up, right? Because of the fall. He gave, uh, he gave man dominion over the planet. Well, Adam just handed the keys over to the devil. The devil's the prince of the power of the air. And he's Fallen man with the devil as the, the prince of darkness says, look what shape our earth is, our world is in today, the world system. But I want to read a scripture to you. John chapter 18, verse 33 uh, through 38. Now here's Jesus standing before Pontius Pilate and he's, uh, the Jews have handed him over. The Jewish authorities, leaders, religious leaders, have handed Jesus over to Pontius Pilate, a Roman authority, Right? And so Pilate entered his headquarters again and he called Jesus and he said to him, are you the king of the Jews? Jesus answered, do you say this of your own accord or did others say it to you about me? Pilate answered, am I a Jew? Your own nation and the chief priest have delivered you over to me. What have you done? Jesus answered, my kingdom is not of this world. If my kingdom were of this world, my servants would have been fighting 
that I might not be delivered over to the Jews, but my kingdom is not from the world. Then Pilate said to him, so you are a king. Jesus answered, you say that I'm a king. For this purpose I was born. And for this purpose I've come into the world to bear witness to the truth. Everyone who is of the truth listens to my voice. Pilate said to him, what is truth? And after he had said this, he went back outside to the Jews and he told them, I find no guilt in him. So the the kingdom of God is spiritual. And uh, some other scriptures that came to my mind, Romans 14, 17, Paul is talking to the Romans and they're all up in this debate about what can eat, what you can and cannot eat. And he says, look, the kingdom of God is not a matter of eating and drinking, but of righteousness, peace, and joy in the Holy Spirit. And then uh, Jesus being asked by the Pharisees when the kingdom of God would come, he answered them, the kingdom of God is not coming in ways that can be observed. Nor will they say, look, here it is, or there. For behold, the kingdom of God is in the midst of you. Now that word in the midst can mean in the midst. (laughs) It can mean among you. It can mean it's within you. It can mean it's inside of you. And it is all of those things. The kingdom of God, if you are born again, By the Holy Spirit, guess where the kingdom of God resides? Inside you. And since you're on this earth, the kingdom of God is in our midst. The kingdom of God is here in power and authority. And the devil cannot stop it because Jesus conquered this world when he died on the cross and rose from the dead and was seated at God's right hand. He said, all power and authority in heaven and earth is invested in me. Jesus was the kingdom. When his disciples said, after he rose from the dead, he showed himself to the disciples. They said, excuse me now, will you now reveal, will you now Established the kingdom. They were looking for the King David guy, right? Who would conquer Rome, set them free, and they'd be that mighty nation under Israel, like under David. And he said, No, nope. he said, That time's not for you to know. He said, Only the Father in heaven knows it. He said, But you go wait in Jerusalem, because you're going to get the promise of the Father, which is the Holy Ghost. And when the Holy Ghost comes on you, you're going to have power to be my witnesses. Well, the Holy Spirit is that kingdom. It's the kingdom of God. It's the rule of God. It's the authority and power of God. So, when you, let's let's keep on going here. (laughs) Luke 11, he says, because I'm, yeah. Luke 11, now he was casting out a demon that was mute. Now see Jesus, whoa, he was healing people. What is that? Kingdom. He was opening deaf ears. What is that? Kingdom. 
He was owed in blind eyes. What is that? Kingdom. If heaven were to come to earth in fullness, there'd be no sickness. There'd be no death. There'd be no sin. There'd be no sorrow. There'd be no weeping. There'd be no, I think Revelation talks about that's coming. Right now, the kingdom's in you. And it manifests itself through you. How? Everybody with the Spirit has a gift. And when you operate in the spiritual gift that God gives you, the kingdom is made known. And it does things like miracles. <laughs> it does things like build the church, right? It builds the kingdom. So he was casting out demons, a demon that was mute. And when the demon had gone out, the mute man spoke, and the people marveled. Wouldn't you marvel? I <laughs> marvel. Oh, but there's always a doubter in the crowd. He cast out demons by Beelzebul, the prince of demons. While others said, they said this to test them, keep seeking, they kept seeking from him a sign from heaven. But he, knowing their thoughts, said to them, every kingdom divided against itself is laid waste and a divided household falls. And if Satan also is divided against himself, how will his kingdom stand? For you say that I cast out demons by Beelzebul. And if I cast out demons by Beelzebul, by whom do your sons cast them out? I don't see too many of your sons casting out <laughs> Beelzebul. Therefore, they will be your judges. But if it is by the finger of God, Matthew quotes this. He says, if it's by the spirit of God, the finger of God, the spirit of God, that I cast out demons, then the kingdom of God has come upon you. When a strong man fully armed guards his own palace, his goods are safe. But when one stronger than he attacks him and overcomes him, he takes away his armor in which he trusted. And he divides his spoil. Whoever is not with me is against me, and whoever does not gather with me scatters. Wow, so that's what Jesus did. He came into Satan's house <laughs> and he stripped him of his power and authority. He took the keys that Adam gave him away from Satan. Jesus has the keys of power uh, over death and hell. Amen. And he's ain't over with y'all. He's coming back <laughs> to finish what he started, but it's finished. He did the work of redemption on the cross. So he did it all, but he's coming back to collect <laughs> what is his. <clears throat> um, so Jesus tells us how we can enter the kingdom, the spiritual kingdom. And you know, Nicodemus came to him at night, a, a leader of Israel, and he said, I know you're a teacher sent from God because look at all the miracles you're doing. I mean, it was such a manifestation of the kingdom of God. And he said, and he looked at him and he said, now, he said, you, y'all heard the scripture, John 3, truly I say to you, unless one is born again, he cannot see the kingdom of God. Nicodemus said to him, how can a man be born when he's old? Can he enter a second time in his mother's womb and be born? Jesus answered, truly I say to you, unless one is born of water and the spirit, he cannot enter the kingdom of God. That which is born of the flesh is flesh, and that which is born of the spirit is spirit. Do not marvel that I said to you, you must be born again. The wind blows where it wishes, and you hear its sound, but you don't know where it comes from and where it goes. So it is with everyone who is born of the spirit. Salvation is a work of God. It's a work of God. 
God comes and saves you. He quickens you. He makes you alive. You become born again by the Spirit of God. And that's how you enter the kingdom. Nicodemus said, I thought I'm, I'm a Jew. So I'm a son of Abraham. So I'm covenant. So I'm already in that kingdom, right? And uh, he said, no, you've got to be born of the Spirit. Well, flesh doesn't count. You know, my mom and my grandma and my great-grandmama were Christians, but guess what? That doesn't get me to heaven. i got to be born again. you got to be born again, right? And Jesus, when he came, he said, now, um, well, where are we here? Oh, yeah. Yeah, Mark 1. Now, after John was arrested, Jesus came into Galilee proclaiming the gospel of God. And here's what he said. The time is fulfilled. And the kingdom of God is at hand. Repent and believe in the gospel. So how do we enter the kingdom? Well, God does a work in you. But what do you do? You repent. When you hear the gospel preached, the good news of the kingdom of God, when you hear that Jesus Christ was crucified, the Son of God, that He died on the cross in your place and God raised him from the dead and he's king of kings and lord of lords this name is above all names salvation is only in him and you hear that and it pierces your heart and you say I need a savior you call on the name of the lord and you are saved but you have to repent of your sin Nick told us last week what repentance is it's turning 180 not 360 I said that one time that didn't make sense 180 degree turn right Turn from to. <laughs> and you believe in the Lord Jesus with faith and you are saved. Salvation comes to you. Uh, Jesus, i got to get this in. And, uh, Jesus tells us the kingdom of God does not come peacefully. It comes with violence. <clears throat> from, he says in Matthew 11, from the days of John the Baptist until now the kingdom of heaven has suffered violence and the violent take it by force. Think about it. Jesus is saying these words after news has come to him. John the Baptist was just beheaded. He's dead. John the Baptist was a big deal. He came in the spirit of Elijah. He was the last of the Old Testament prophets, but the forerunner to announce the coming of Christ. And he was pronouncing the kingdom of God is coming. And he was beheaded. Look at Jesus. <laughs> Violence. The cross. Rejected by his own people. Crucified. But God raised him in kingdom power. Jesus said the gates of hell will not prevail against the church. So it's going to be attacked, church. <laughs> But you're on the rock, right? Your feet on the rock, the solid rock. It's been tried and true. Jesus. And it will not fail. The church will not fail because it's God's work. He tells us in Ephesians 6, we wrestle not with flesh and blood, but spiritual powers in high places. There is a demon. There's, there's a demonic world. And its the job is to wear you out 
It is to wear you down. It is to discourage you. It is to try to beat you up. It is to try to get your eyes off your Savior and your eyes off your mission. Our our own carnal nature (laughs) resists what God's doing in us. You're walking in the Spirit, but that flesh wants to do the works of the flesh. It It wants to bear some fruit of its own. Right? So we have that fight in ourselves. So I need to finish up here. And uh, <laughs> uh, I'll, I'll just tell you this. Jesus taught the kingdom of God in parables. And if you go to Matthew 13, it's loaded with parables. And um, one of them is the parables of the hidden treasure and the pearl of great price. And it says, the kingdom of heaven is like treasure hidden in a field, which a man found and covered up. Then in his joy, he goes and sells all that he has, and he buys that field. Again, the kingdom of heaven is like a merchant in search of fine pearls, who on finding one pearl of great value went and sold all that he had and bought it. And so, everybody here, you got a taste of the kingdom. It's like that great pearl. You want to sell everything you have so you can possess it. It's the most important thing in the world to you. You found that hidden treasure? I'm going to go buy the field. (laughs) What Jesus did, he bought the treasure as you and me. And uh, he gave his life. He, He gave it all to save us, right? What are we doing? We're dying to self to live for him. To give him the glory. So I want us to <clears throat> I want us to pray, <clears throat> and I ask the band to come on up here. Pastor Bob would be real proud of me today. I finished on time <laughs> so far. That's <laughs> <Yeah>, a miracle. <clears throat> First time I preached, I said, "How hey, I'm on time, Bobby." He was sitting back there. He said, "You were done way past the time." I said, "Oh gosh." So let's say this prayer together because it's a kingdom prayer. You can stand. You want them to stand? Let's stand. And here's the Lord's Prayer. And everybody, I'm going to pray the Lord's Prayer. I want you to pray it with me. After this, don't say it yet. After this manner, therefore, Jesus is talking. After this manner, therefore, pray ye. Here we go. Our Father, which art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done in earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our debts as we forgive our debtors. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever. Amen. Father, we just thank you that you're that good, good Father and that you provide our daily bread. We don't have to worry because you're going to provide everything we need as we trust in you, as we seek you, as we seek your kingdom as we seek your righteousness, 
as we seek your will to be done in us, in this earth. And Father, I pray for everyone here, if we don't know you as Savior, now can be your day. All you have to do is know that Jesus is the Lamb God provided on the cross. He lived that perfect, sinless life. But he went to the cross and he died, shed that innocent blood by taking your sin on himself. And he went and paid your penalty. He died in your place. He tasted death for all of us so that we could taste the glory of heaven. All you got to do is say, Jesus, save me. I repent. I turn from my sin. I turn to you. I believe that you're the Son of God, raised from the dead, at the right hand of God, your name above. I believe that, Lord. I trust you. Save my soul. If you've fallen away from God, it's easy to do. It's easy to get our eyes to the left, to the right, behind. And our hearts can go cold and weary. And believe me, the enemy works overtime to frustrate us. I just pray you'll just come and say, today I'm going to seek first the kingdom again. And I just pray, God, that anyone here just want to join the gather and be a part of what God's doing here and come do that today as well. In Jesus' name we pray, amen.